full of trouble now I thought, how do we ever get so far down And how's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery The thought disgusted me So I shook my fist at heaven Said God, why don't you do something? He said I did. Yeah, I created you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome to the People at Your Service podcast, known as Pays P A Y S, where we are honored to introduce to you. The audience, an awesome person of service. I'm your host, Steve King, founded our company, People at Your Service, 2016, 54 years old. I've been blessed over those years to meet some uh, just incredible people of service. So uh, excited to share one of them with you, the audience, uh, this morning. So each episode, we're joined live and in person at the global headquarters. This guest is a an executive for a global company, so he can smile at me when I say global headquarters of People at Your Service in Norwood, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati, from our podcast studio, Chris, known as Grandma's Comfy Couch Room, in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, Peg Ainge. And Chris, uh, in my life, um, grandmas have been just incredible people of service. Uh, Peg as grandma to my kids, my mom as grandma to my kids, and certainly my grandmothers. And so we just love to meet our guests here to lean into the spirit of service. So thank you for making the trek to Norwood, Ohio. No, my pleasure. And I, I love the couch. It does feel like grandma's house. It does. Yes. It takes you back here. So, and, and, uh, as you mentioned, kind of an eclectic decor that we've got here in the studio. So quite a mix of things. So, uh, today on the couch, we've got a good friend of mine, Chris Schrode. Chris is uh, a, a member of a uh, fellow, a member of father's team with me. We see each other every Friday morning. It's been just a blessing to get to know uh, Chris and uh, just excited to spend this time with you. So as we talked about off air, we we do six segments. We'll do kind of an intro. So you'll introduce yourself. We'll do a person of service or people of service have been meaningful in your life. We'll kind of do a getting to know you. We'll tease some of that stuff out a little further. You in 2022, 2023 now. Um, and then we'll roll the dice sitting in front of you and we'll do our podcast goodbyes. here. So Awesome. How you feeling? I'm 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 into this. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Well, I'm into uh, learning more about you. Excited uh, to do this. I've really enjoyed our our growing friendship this last year and a half or whatever we've been doing the fathers team and and just excited to to kind of tease that out a little bit further. So. I'm going to yield the, the microphone to you, my friend, so you can introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I love being on a podcast and talking about uh, life and, when, and where we're at on the journey. I, uh, the As I joke around, the day job and where I focus most of my energy is at Fifth Third. So I'm the head of Consumer Shared Services, which is a mouthful, but essentially yes. the CEO of the Consumer Bank. Uh, it, it's a great opportunity to 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 do something. And, and I've been in the work world now for 35 plus years and yeah. it's a great group of people, great mission, great cause, um, and a wonderful brand. The, the, the bigger thing though, in my life is family and, yeah. and, and, uh, that's what moves me. I've got a wonderful wife I've been married to for 30 years and two wonderful kids and a, a daughter-in-law that adds to the mix as well. So very, very blessed. And, uh, and and that's what keeps me busy. Uh, I and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the two great dogs. So yes, the, the, fur, the furry <laughs> the furry kids are great as well. But no, I'm blessed with the uh, wonderful people I work with and a wonderful family and great people like you that 
that I can spend Friday mornings with and yeah. get the weekend started the right uh, way. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, so tell us a little bit about um, your your kind of background, if you will. Were you are you a native Cincinnatian, or where where do you hail from here? Yeah, so. I'm an Ohio kid. I wouldn't say a Cincinnatian. I've I've and I'm a, I'm a bit of a migratory uh, nomad. I uh, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Went to yeah. Miami of Ohio. Uh, started working right out of school. Uh, went to one of the predecessor companies of Bank of America. Worked there for about 25 years in seven different locations, wow. uh, and then ended up coming back to Ohio uh, about nine years ago, and uh, which has been uh, glorious. Uh, my parents are in the northern Kentucky area, so being close to my parents yeah. as they age has, has been wonderful, and, and my wife's parents still live up in Cleveland, so uh, and they've needed us for a number of things, and it's been wonderful to be close to them because being down in Charlotte or some of the other places we've been, we, we couldn't uh, serve them and take care of them as, yeah. well, as well as we have, so it's uh, it's good, and uh, it's weeks like this when the temperature is getting down in the teens that I start to question <laughs> my judgment. But other than that, it's been really wonderful being back. Yeah, that's awesome. And and so uh, tell us a little bit about your kind of career journey. We were talking off air about everybody has eight different careers in their life or 18 or 28 maybe. Uh, walk us through that a little bit and what that means to be the head of the consumer bank here. So. Yeah, um, it, it, it much like uh, the opportunity to kind of move my uh, my bank and career journey has been uh, very nomadic as well. And um, I'm a finance major in terms of uh, education at Miami. And uh, so banking was one of those careers that uh, seemed to be the right thing to do. And and uh, so was lucky enough to have gotten an internship with, again, one of the Bank of America um, predecessors and just really grew up with the bank. As we acquired, I had the opportunity to move and grow with the company and and uh, what was interesting is the career was really predicated on a couple things. One, uh, learning and changing and, and morphing, but also culture building. So mm. uh, it, especially when you're going through acquisition, the ability to uh, work with people and, and help them through uh, the challenge of being acquired and, and, and being come, becoming part of a new brand, it was uh, it was interesting, and I learned a lot over over the years. I think as we joked around about the eight different careers, I've I've literally uh, had about twenty five different jobs <laughs> over the thirty plus years. Um, what it, it also gave me the opportunity to jump from different lines of business, so commercial, small business, retail, uh, strategy, um, operations, all of these different things, and it was all predicated on uh, my passion was around leadership. I knew mm. that very clearly, very yeah. early in my career, yeah. um, and the opportunity to, to share and engage with others. Um, I always talk about, from my standpoint, being a servant leader is really important and part of my personal brand yeah. that, that I bring forward, and um, so any role that I've ever had, that's one of the uh, requirements is I want to lead people. It doesn't have to be, I've had roles where we've led 5,000 people. I've had roles where we've <laughs> led four people. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, we have the opportunity to kind of engage and help people in their life, help people in their work career and help us all be successful. Those things are, are tantamount to what makes me tick. So the new role is uh, focusing on 
helping the consumer bank be wildly successful. We've got over 9,000 people in the consumer bank at Fifth Third. My small but mighty team of about 200 people are focused on helping to get stuff done. We're often called the GSD team because we get stuff done. I'll, I'll keep <laughs> there it PG. You go. Thank you. Appreciate uh, for that. The podcast, but <laughs> for my mom. My mom is an avid listener, so I appreciate you cleaning that up. Here. <laughs> we, we want mom to be happy with us, so we won't disappoint her. But it, it's just, again, it's a good group of people that just loves to help others be successful. Yes. Uh, so our mission and our cause as a mm. team is is one of service as well. Yeah, and so, awesome. um, so I love it dearly. Yeah, well, I, I want to come back to that. We've been talking a lot about faith at work and just kind of, you know, what that all means and, and even beyond religion, certainly. But where does that come from, Chris, for you, that servant-heartedness, that servant leadership? Tell us about it. Is there a person or people of service that have, have kind of breathed into you that, that, you know, I'd love to just hear kind of the origin story there. Yeah, I think there's uh, probably three or four people that have really impacted me and, and helped me uh, on that journey. There's a couple folks uh, in the workplace where I've had uh, leaders um, that I've worked for where they were really demonstrative in a positive way on engaging with people and helping them solve problems and working through it in a very faith-filled sort of way. Um, and and, and so, so I learned from those people. There were two or three uh, along the way that, that I really learned from. Uh, one gentleman, Bill Cooper, who was in uh, the Maryland area when mm. I was in Virginia. He was one that uh, I just I, – I enjoyed every conversation I had with him. He was always first focused on me and, yeah. then, and, then, and then focused on the team and how we could be better. But just his style and approach and uh, warmth was uh, was captivating. Was he was he a boss? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Bill was a, so he was a boss of yours. Okay, direct, direct leader of mine, okay. and, and just somebody that was a strong mentor along the way. I, yeah. Again, I've been blessed with many, and I've mm. I've had some that weren't a blessing, yeah, but sure. but I learned from all of them. Um, <laughs> the other couple people, though, my my father, who was in the workplace yeah. and and uh, a, a very a uh, strong leader, uh, also nomadic. He was a uh, he was uh, in the military, uh, and in fact, I was born abroad. Uh, and he went to Vietnam, came back, and then did really great things in the workplace. Wow. And and uh, but he just what I always admired about him was one his passion for the work uh, and his passion for his family. He balanced it nicely, uh, even though his job was very demanding. Um, but he also um, cared for his people so much. You could just see how much he cared. He worked hard. He pushed the team hard. Um, but at the same time, you could just see his willingness to do whatever it took to help those people be successful uh, and his passion for uh, each and every one of his employees. So I, I, I picked that up big time. And then the, the, the other one was a non-work uh, person. Mm. And I'm pausing because I get a little <laughs> choked up. When I talk about my dad, I get choked up. When I talk about my father-in-law, I get choked up too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a great man. Mm. He's getting close to the end. Um, but he is somebody that um, he was never an executive. He worked hard his whole life, um, two or three jobs to get his uh, daughter through school. But um, he, he was always focused on family mm. and um, just like my dad, uh, but different. And so, you know, just 
opportunities to kind of model after those yeah, type of people. Absolutely. Uh, and caring, compassion. Now it's our turn to care yeah. and, and, and take care of him right now. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, we, we talk a lot about him and that whole process at our father's team, right? So it's nice to have um, fellowship and community together. You know, we're, we're in the same life stage with parents and in-laws that are in similar life stages. We've gone through that uh, over the past couple of years, and you're going through it now. And so we continue to pray for your father-in-law and for you guys, you and your wife and your family and everything that you're going through from, from that standpoint. But it's uh, it, it, to see that be modeled for you over these last, you said married for 30 years and, yeah. and however long you dated beforehand and then to be able to turn around and, and model that now for your kids and for your, your <clears throat> co-workers and people that work for you and around you and things is, is really incredible uh, for sure. So, and you, you know, you do a great job of that and you do a great job of, servant-heartedness. And so um, share, if you would, I, I know you've been involved in some things kind of outside of Fifth Third or maybe, you know, being an executive at a large brand here in, in Cincinnati or just nationally, like Fifth Third, affords you some opportunities uh, to be involved with different things. Would you mind sharing a little bit of that? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, Steve. It, 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 it is the benefit of working with a large company is is the uh, the amount of opportunities that you can uh, touch others. One of the areas uh, that I'm focused on big time is providing more leadership and support to the small business community, th primarily through nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And uh, one organization that I'm the current board chair for is called Social Venture Partners, and it's a group of about 60-plus business people, some retired, many uh, still in the workforce that are focused on pooling resources and their time and talent um, to help support uh, a lot of these nonprofits. And uh, as you know, working in the small business arena and being a small business, helping to resource and support some of these nonprofits that are all about trying to make Cincinnati a better place. Mm is really rewarding and challenging at the same time. And so, <laughs> sure. so we, um, we, we've been working with that group for the last five years. Uh, as I, as I said, I'm the board chair have been for the last two, but it's, um, we've got a number of programs that are very focused on helping these nonprofits thrive. And, and so if it's not, uh, mentoring these small businesses or these nonprofits or helping them with, uh, strategic planning, marketing programs, uh, financial projections, all of those type of things. We're very focused on doing whatever it takes to help them be wildly successful. Mm. And, and so that that's one that uh, that's an in, in, in incredible passion to me and uh, is, has been super rewarding. And, and for any listener that wants to get involved again, yeah. Social Venture Partners is uh, an incredible group of people that are here to help make Cincinnati a better place. And so can you give an, an example of one or, or a couple or? Yeah, no, um, you know, there are a couple, uh, right now we, uh, we invest on a three-year program with a number of nonprofits. So okay. uh, the couple that we're working with right now is Women Helping Women, which is a Hamilton-based uh, group that's focused on uh, helping females that have gone through a traumatic events uh, mm. in their lives to reestablish and, and grow. And, and uh, it's, it's an incredible um, 
a nonprofit uh, that's doing great things. Um, we work with Refugee Connect, which is a new, uh, newer organization that is uh, has broad reach. Cincinnati has a number of refugees, and, and you see kind of the refugee plight throughout uh, the world right now. A lot of people fleeing places yeah. and going to safe havens. Cincinnati yeah. is one of those safe havens, but once they get there— uh, it's hard for a refugee to come into a community that having zero knowledge of that community, maybe mm. not even be able to speak the language and being able to navigate and survive. And Refugee Connect is, is one of those organizations that helps connect people with services and capabilities to help them thrive and, and do great things. This yeah. is an incredible organization. Mm. We're really lucky to work with, but those are two that, uh, in, of, of, you know, many yeah. that we've gotten to work with. Um, those are recent ones. Uh, right now I'm working with Avondale Development Corporation, which is a group of people that are really focused on trying to create a more safe, vibrant um, environment in Avondale, which is one of our older yet uh, poorest neighborhoods yeah. in Cincinnati. And so I'm personally working with them. Uh, the irony is it's a group that's uh, trying to help uh, this poor neighborhood that's surrounded by places like children's uh, uh, hospital, you yeah. see the zoo and all these other areas that are very important to our community. But we right at their footsteps are, is a community that needs a lot of help. So between fifth third who's supporting that neighborhood and, and this social venture partner, we're trying to help um, engage. So those are just examples yeah. that, again, there's, there's dozens and dozens of those, but it's a, it's a great organization that helps us, um, really thrive in, in, in Cincinnati. So I'm going to ask you a question that's not on the, uh, the script. So I'm going off script a little oh, bit. So I, 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 I'm going to, I hopefully it's okay. As you know, you've heard me talk about this. We've been talking a lot about faith at work. Um, and, you know, we've got kind of an initiative or movement that, the you know, I'm working on within the small business community that I'm a part of. Um, in, in, in this will probably be a 2023 question. So this will air in 2023, air, so to speak, in 2023. So, so what is some of the things you just talked about, social venture and, and kind of supporting the collaboration? What, what does faith at work mean to you I'd love to just get your response to that and reaction to that without dragging you into anything you don't want to talk about here, but um, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a, it's an interesting question. You, and you've kind of talked about it, especially in the father's uh, time on, on Fridays, um, you know, being part of a public corporation, um, you know, to me, faith is a personal thing and, mm-hmm. and people have to, um, bring uh, what they want to bring to work. Right. My, my goal as a leader is to allow people to bring their whole selves to work. Mm. We talk about di- diversity and inclusion. A lot yeah. of times people just think about race or, race or ethnicity, and I think that's important. Um, but I think about you know people's backgrounds and, and religion and yeah. all these other things that really define who we are as individuals. Mm. And so to me, it's my obligation as a leader to create a comfortable environment for all to come to work right. and, and bring their entire selves. And if it's, if it's a faith based uh, thing, I, I want to create the environment that they feel comfortable bringing it forth. To me, what it means is um, 
role modeling and demonstrating what I mm. think faith looks like on a day in day out basis. Yeah. And I want to be careful saying that because I think sometimes people think, well, hey, do you pray in front of people? Do you do those things? I don't. Um, I think that's a personal thing. But what I try to do is create an environment where people are comfortable to approach, mm. um, be able to ask whatever's on their mind, yeah. um, and then have a leader, again, like some of the leaders that I talked about before that were focused on the individuals that they work with, yeah. provided that comfortable environment, um, and um, it, and then I try to, again, demonstrate through my actions faith. Again, I have a, a wonderful... Uh, lovely wife yes. of 30 plus years <laughs> yes. um, and wonderful kids. Uh, and I try to demonstrate to people that um, that investment, that work-life balance and all the things are part of that faith journey yeah. that I take yeah. uh, each and every day. I talk about my father's club and, and, yeah. And, yeah. and all those kinds of things that come with it. But again, to me, faith is being able to role model, demonstrate and show people what um, care and compassion looks like yeah. on a daily basis. And I think, again, the benefit is when people know that you care, um, they're more inclined to share yeah. and more inclined to bring them their entire selves to work. And, and I think and, that's important. And, and you talked uh, throughout the course of this discussion, you've talked about culture, right? And the importance of culture and just, you know, you're, you're pulling brands together, people that have maybe joined on and been acquired. I mean, there's all that that kind of happens. You've talked about Bill, is it Bill Cooper? Is that right? Bill Cooper, a long I mean, time ago. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you know, that, that probably modeled some of these things that you now turn around and you try to be, you know, re, re, you know, kind of reflect, and then the the things you talked about with Avondale, for example, and the women helping women, right? And and to me, those are just all of those things are just elements of faith at work, right? Just kind of a constant work in progress and having faith. Faith, I think, sometimes people go religion, and and that's certainly some of it, right? But but it's also just having belief or conviction. To me belief or conviction in something like you're working now to breathe into Avondale, which again, people outside of Cincinnati maybe don't know, but it, it, it's an area that has this tremendous opportunity, this history, this heritage, this challenge, this plight, right? And you're, you're bringing the faith and you're working with them to be able to do that. I think, I don't know, that social ventures group sounds phenomenal that you're, that you're yeah. part of and leading, you know? It's an incredible group of people, and they, they motivate me big time. I think a lot of times in corporate America, you get asked to sit on boards and do certain things, and it's part of your duty and obligation. But my wife was really instrumental just to remind me, do things that you're passionate about, and you'll be more likely to do better things. <laughs> simple language, simple thought, but really important. And, yes. uh, and somebody at work introduced me to, to SVP, and, you know, I thought initially that it was just another organization. But yeah. as I got to know the people and the purpose, uh, it, it became super meaningful. And mm. I think you're right. I think that's, you know, part of the demonstration of faith. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a great group. In fact, it's right around the corner from you here. It's over by uh, Xavier. And so uh, I spent a lot of time over there. Um, but it's, it's a great organization. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, thank you for doing that and for giving back and for demonstrating and just... I think modeling, you know, part of this is just being a great person of service. You're modeling it. People see that. They see 
got something about you that uh, in the way that you're approachable, the way that you're giving, you're giving of your time. I'll, I'll, I'll embarrass you for a minute. You, you, as a, as a friend of mine, you got the call when my son was in need of help on a banking project at school that he was working on. And I kind of reluctantly reached out to you and you couldn't have been more warm and, and helpful with that. I was like, Oh man, TJ needs some information, which is, I've, was not on your radar screen that day <laughs> was probably the last call that you wanted to get was a friend of yours saying, Hey, can you help me with this banking stuff? And, and I, I'm just grateful for that. I just think, uh, all, all of these servant related things, big and small, uh, are very meaningful. So that was great. No, so. I was happy to do that. I'm just hesitant to ask what he got for a final he, grade. He did so. well. He okay, did good, well. Good, you'll, good. You'll, you'll, you'll be uh, grateful to know that he did well. So good. thank you for that. Awesome. All right, my friend, let's roll the dice. If you see those dice in front of you, just uh, give those a little roll here. So 11. And 11. All right. That's back-to-back -back 11s. No, that was uh, – it's, it's – it's funny that the um, I had a friend in, and we just did this a couple of days ago, and she got an eleven. We we don't get elevens very often, as you can imagine. So, um, you've had a lot of success in your career, and you've had a lot of uh, hits, if you will. But tell us about a swing and a miss in your life. Yo, that's a, uh, okay. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, it's I'll um, I'll stay focused on the on the the business side. It's. Uh, there's been a number of opportunities for me to move around and do things as I talked about uh, before. And not every one of those is always going to be a home run. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I learned early on in the career and, and you'll, you'll probably, this might be the duh uh, part of the <laughs> segment is um, again, back to that, uh, do things that you're passionate about and that you're invested in, yeah. uh, as opposed to maybe focusing on the things that might um, make your wallet bigger. Uh, one of the swings and the misses that I've had, and and the beauty of swings and misses are you get to get back in that batter's box, and I think they always give you another opportunity uh, to to hit, and uh, and you learn from those things. But I I had an opportunity where. Uh, I thought it was a, a big time role. It was uh, a great opportunity to to do something um, uh, sizable and impactful in in my career. And uh, I got a little bit more enamored with um, what it was doing for the paycheck as opposed to let me take a step back and understand what's required mm -hmm. and uh, if the passion lines up with the role. It was a role again, uh, part of Bank of America, and and I can gleefully tell you that it was midway through the career, so it was not a showstopper. It was just a pause. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so so the opportunity was to to do something when we had merged with large Bank of America, and there was a lot of transition there. It was a role that required a lot of travel, being away from my family. I had uh, a small child at the time. We had just moved to a new place, built a new home, and literally I was on the road three or three weeks out of the month. Mm. And uh, I started to evaluate that those things weren't what was as meaningful because it didn't matter how much my bank account was filled yeah. if my joy account was not filled yeah. uh, by being with my family, which is the number one thing. And so that really compelled me to focus more on work-life balance. Now, the irony of ironies was um, part of that was the stress of having to move and being away from your family. Uh, uh, my wife, again, who 
is my strength and and gives the best advice looked at me she said if you're not happy you're not healthy and you're not home that's probably <laughs> not the way we want to live our lives so yeah. you have the power of doing something about it literally mm. i walked in that next day and told my boss at the time that uh don't worry about it uh i'm going to do something about this but i'm not going to be staying in this role very long just oh. give me a little bit of time I had no idea what I was talking about, wow. but fortunately, through a lot of the connective tissue that I'd built over the years, there was another former manager who said, hey, I need somebody to do something. We just acquired a, a business in the Midwest, and um, if you're willing to move again, um, you can run this this part of the organization, yeah. and uh, um, had a a really interesting conversation with my wife and, and uh, she said, let's go for it. And so wow. we moved sight unseen to St. Louis, Missouri, wow. took on a new job. It was incredible. Um, uh, met lifelong friends, created lifelong connects, lived in a glorious uh, faith filled city mm. and, uh, and uh, took on a new responsibility and never looked back. It was mm. incredible. So it was a, it was definitely a stumbling point. Um, and it was challenging on the home front. But again, my wife, who's amazing, mm -hmm. uh, coached me through it. We got through it, came to the other side. Our daughter was born in St. Louis. And again, as I said, we've got lifelong friends. And, and it was a great part of uh, our journey for eight years. Yeah. And then we moved again from there. But it was, it was great. As you reflect back on, um, so you ended up in a role that you thought or hoped or believed was going to be the right role. Yep. Um, how quickly into it did you kind of realize, I, I like the joy account that, Hey, this is not filling my joy account. It's stealing from that. Was that weeks, months, year? How, how far in? It was, uh, it was pretty quick. It was about a month in and, and uh, being away from my family. Cause again, we were building a house. So I was away from the, uh, she, my wife and my son were in Charlottesville, Virginia. I was down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was, uh, it was a, a month, uh, where I knew something wasn't quite right. Um, and we were three months apart. And so I just, uh, I, I just reevaluated the people mm -hmm. that I worked with were great. Yeah, the sure. cause was good. Yeah. Everything was fine. It, it was just, the. Um, the way the job was built yeah. and the expectations of the role sure. and uh, some of the things that, that I was asked to do didn't yeah. have appeal. Oh, and thing, so, yeah. um, so I had to make a call. So, so if I could ask, I don't want to over ask or share whatever you want to share, but, but I, one thing you said in there that I think is really interesting, Chris, is you, when you started to feel how you felt, you, you did talk with, I think I heard you say you talked with your boss and said, hey, look, I, I can't stay in this role. This is not the right thing for me. Yeah. And that can be a hard, scary conversation to have because people might think, well, geez, I might get terminated if I have that open discussion. I might get ousted. I might, my career is going to, and, you know, there's a lot of reasons that people don't have those conversations. How did you choose to have that <laughs> I'll call it courageous conversation. I don't know how courageous it was or wasn't, but it feels courageous to me on the outside looking in. No, it was. I mean, you got to take some personal risk. I, I, I think what I fell back on was two things. Um, one, I believe in myself, but more importantly, I have an incredible backstop. Uh, I've got a great family. 
the most important things are family as opposed yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, I believed in my heart of heart I could go find something else to do. Yeah. And I also knew that I had built a pretty good network over the prior 12, 15 years yeah. that uh, if if I needed help, I could call on the lifeline. And, yeah. and lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. And um, But it is tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to give kudos to that manager at the time. I don't think she knew it at the time, but, um, and, and, and she didn't open the door for me. I opened the door myself, but, yeah. but she listened at least, and I'll give her that credit. And I think she was shocked because she yeah. didn't see it coming at yeah. all. Yeah. And, uh, what she told me afterwards was, uh, you just made it real easy because you said, I got this. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you, if you believe in yourself and, you, you you feel like you've got a pathway, then um, I think it's it's okay to be courageous, and I, I think you owe it to yourself to be courageous because yeah. you don't want to be miserable uh, in a role for a long, long time. you yeah. got to do something about it. Well, I think I'll, I'll go back to faith at work. To me, that was faith. That was a faith. Like, you you, you just demonstrated faith, right? You're like, man, i got to take a courageous step. I can't stay in this role. And I think a lot of people, I'm sure you run across these folks. I run across these folks. A lot of people are in roles, jobs, companies, worlds that they're just like, man, this is, this is, I am just not happy. Yeah. Right. And I don't know what to do about it. And I don't necessarily always have the faith or the whatever that, that if I take this step and, and, and you gotta be smart, you gotta think it through. Sure. I'm not talking about jumping off a cliff or anything along those lines. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, you know, have some thought, but, but also have faith that there is something else that can fill the joy account, not steal from the joy account. And it might just take a leap or a change to be able to do that. Yeah. And I'd be remiss to say if I didn't, I what I prayed about it a lot too. <laughs> I mean, I, I did have a higher calling and there were other people and, and uh, forces uh, behind that, but you're right. It's, um, you gotta you gotta benchmark it against uh, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to risk, and how you feel about the circumstances. Yeah. I was in a position at that time where I felt comfortable, but it was very uncomfortable to make that choice. But it, it all worked out. Yeah. Oh, God bless. So, all right, my friend. Uh, if people would like to uh, connect with you, get hold of you, learn more about uh, SVG, right? SVP. SVP. Yep. Sorry, Social Venture Partners. Partners. Uh, or you, or about Fifth Third, or about anything else that we've talked about, how can they do that? Well, um, for me, uh, my email address, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I joke around at, at Fifth Third, I'm the only Schrote in the book, but it's uh, <laughs> Christopher.Schrote at 53.com. Um, that's my email address. I'm out on LinkedIn as yeah. well. You yeah. and I converse there yeah, quite sure. often. So I'm an active LinkedIn participant. And uh, and again, if you want to learn more about SVP, uh, it is uh, Social Venture Partners. And I believe, and I always, I'm not great at uh, at all the email uh, or uh, social content, but I think it's svpcincinnati.org. Uh, okay. Uh, but it is Social Venture Partners Cincinnati. Awesome. Um, it's it's a, a large organization across the country. But we have a chapter here in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's great. Well, well, uh, thank you for all that you do for the city of Cincinnati. Thanks for all that you do for me and for TJ and for the fathers team and our fellow fathers and and uh, and just the friendship uh, and and just you know for being a great person of service. I really 
uh, was looking forward to the conversation and uh, thanks for, for the time and the, the commitment. Thanks for having me on and thanks for being who you are. You do great things. Oh, appreciate it. All right. Merry Christmas, my friend. Thanks. Merry Christmas, Steve.